This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. From CBS News, this is The Takeout with Major Garrett. Welcome to your Tuesday Takeout Outtake Especial. I'm Major Garrett. This portion of our program airs for our podcast subscribers on Tuesday. That was kind of in the title, so that's how it works. But on our CBSN streaming service, oh, it's all one big happy package. Dan Crenshaw is our special guest, freshman congressman, Republican, 2nd District of Texas. We're in Houston. I'm so happy to take the show on the road. Carbach Brewing is our hospitable host. We're happy to be here. Dan, let me just run you through a couple of things, news of the week. Um... You voted against the impeachment, well, every Republican voted against the impeachment inquiry and against all the articles. Give me your 30-second take on the impeachment process and why you believe the president shouldn't have been investigated and I presume you believe did nothing wrong. There's one, there's one question you ask, have to ask. and this is, There's a lot of complexities to the entire narrative of, of impeachment and what happened and, and how the process has been, right? A lot of tit for tat on that. Mm-hmm. The stories of all the witnesses, we could go on down rabbit holes forever. Yes. This all relies on one question. Can the president of the United States ask about the issue with Biden and Burisma? That is the fundamental question. And if the answer is no, then why not? Because that, because that issue, and the, well, I'll just remind everybody what happened. Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, while he was vice president, was on a board of a Ukrainian energy company uh, with 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 no actual credentials to be on that board, getting paid lots of money. That board was being, or that company was being investigated by the prosecutor of the Ukraine. Biden wanted that prosecutor fired and threatened to withhold a billion dollars in U.S. aid uh, if they didn't fire him. And he was bragging about that on video. So this all happened. This in, indisputable, right. this happened. Whether, whether Biden had any bad intentions or even or technically broke a law, we're not sure. But on its face- Everything you just said is true. Every, on its face, that's, that's, that's corrupt. On its face, there's a conflict of interest. Undisputable. Again, whether it's illegal or even bad intentioned, is, that's another question. Why can't the president of the United States ask about something that is so obviously a conflict of interest? I mean, that, that blows my mind that the answer to that would be no. Can, and then the, can, and then, can he ask and at the same time withhold things of value to the country that mm-hmm. he is asking? Well... Yeah, and that's that's that is the next question about whether we withheld aid or not. First of all, there's no actual evidence that he withheld or, or, aid for that. Or a White that. House visit, or other things. But those are the two things most. Well, there's a huge differences, but you know whether it's a White House visit or or, or aid or any of it, and it's an interesting question. But if but in, but it really comes down to this: if number one isn't wrong, then how can number two be wrong? I'm just asking you. I, I want yeah. your opinion. It's it, the the answer is not really wrong, but. 
add to that, there's zero evidence that he actually withheld it based upon the Biden issue. Trump was asking about a lot of things. Trump was clearly concerned and he had a lot of ideas about the 2016 election, the Ukrainian officials interfering in that, uh, some of which were founded, some of which were not. It doesn't matter. He believed it. And, uh, and there, there's plenty of evidence of Ukrainian officials outwardly being outwardly against Trump in the 2016 election. On that point. So, so he believes that there's some sense of corruption. He believes right. that there's some he definitely interference it, yes. going on in the 2016 election. The Democrats will have you believe this is about 2020 and that this is about getting at Biden for 2020. There is zero evidence of that. There's a huge analytical leap. It's a huge accusation. And there's zero evidence of it. And yet we're impeaching on that. We're impeaching on this narrative, and it's a story, and it is a story. There's zero evidence to suggest that the, that the aid delay was tied to Biden specifically, and even further, less evidence to suggest that it was tied to the 2020 election specifically. There's a lot more evidence to suggest it was tied to 2016, which, again, would not be wrong. So it's, it, it is the weakest case that, that I can, well, not that I can imagine. Of course, I could imagine a weaker case, but it's pretty dang weak. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's why I voted no. Right. And what is your expectation, if any, about how the Senate trial would or should play out? I think I think it's going to be pretty quick. There's this there's this notion out there that the Senate should rehash the House's investigation. Uh, That's that's a that's a false sentiment. Right. The House was supposed the House already voted, according to every single well, not every single Democrat, because we got a couple on our side. But according to Nancy Pelosi, the evidence is already there. We've already got what we need. They didn't want to wait any longer. They didn't want to call any more witnesses. They want to go to court. Right. They want to send it to trial. Uh, that is the process, and they should abide by that. Now, again, I'm not afraid of new information. Now, of course, they're systematically releasing more so-called evidence this Let past week. Let me give week, me a chance to step up to the plate on Lev Parnas. Yeah. Relevant, irrelevant, meaningful, uh, damaging. Uh, the White House has told us it makes things messy. Does it make things messy for you? I haven't, you know... I'd have to really go through everything that his testimony is saying. I, I haven't seen all of it. But for what I've seen so far is it doesn't change a whole lot. You've got, a, you've got another guy who has no direct contact with the president who's, who's also repeating what we already know, that the president's interested in Biden. But we already know that. So I'm, I'm not so sure what the now – he, now, now he can claim he thinks it's tied to, to aid, but he has no proof of that. He's got a series of chicken scratch notes that we don't know when those were taken or who told them or who he was talking to as he was taking those. We don't know any of this. This guy's under indictment. He's not trustworthy. <laughs> he's, he's, he's one of these, you know, what was he doing there in the first place? There's a lot of interesting questions surrounding this guy, but it doesn't seem to add more says information. He doesn't know him, and yet picture after picture after picture keeps showing up with the two of them together. What do you make of that? I don't know what to make of that, honestly, because I'm not even aware. Of, of how the president has, has talked about it. Yeah, I mean, as you ask me these things, I'm just, I'm not aware of how the president's talked about it or the pictures. Um, we have, for every guest on this show, and I want to make sure we afford proper time to this because your answers might, in fact, be uh, as memorable as anyone else's. Three threshold questions for every guest on the takeout. Hmm. Uh, take these questions in any particular order. Uh, they are kind of the fun and games part of this. Let's people know even, learn even more about you. So, Again, take them in whatever order you prefer. Uh, in your life, the most influential book you've ever read. Oh. Your all-time favorite movie or one of your favorite movies. And if you're on a long flight or a long drive, what kind of music, artist, or genre are you most likely to listen to? Okay, so book, movie, music? Yeah. Um, it's hard to say the most influential book, but I'll give you one influential sure. book that I really like. 
that just came to mind right away by Jonathan Haidt. He's a NYU psychology professor. Uh, he recently wrote The Coddling of the American Mind, but the mm-hmm. book I'm talking about is called The Righteous Mind, and it is a deep dive into how the left and the right think on a, from a moral psychology standpoint. It's unbelievably interesting. Also how religious and non-religious people think mm-hmm. and the divisions between these two groups and why they happen. Um, there's a ton of, not only is there a ton of research on this, but a ton of data, which uh, shows how we think of each other. And uh, I'm, I'm going way deeper into this than you probably no, want no, to. No, no, please keep going, <laughs> but, keep going. But, um, because this, this, get, this takes us back to where we started. Right. And so there's hundreds of thousands of data, or maybe, and I mean hundreds of thousands, definitely tens of thousands of surveys completed. On, I think it's called yourmorals.org. And, uh, and what you find is, and I won't get into too much detail, but one thing that, st- that stuck out to me was conservatives understand how liberals think. Liberals don't understand how conservatives think. That's from the data, and it's overwhelming. Like they, we liberals think that a conservative would answer this question on morality totally differently than they would actually answer it, whereas conservatives get it right about liberals. I thought that was an interesting thing, and uh, it may be good for the audience to know. On movies, that's a much harder question. Uh, I'm just gonna and, and let me just <laughs> I'm gonna give you a funny answer. Yeah, go go right ahead. Yeah, uh, I'll just I'll just say uh, I re- I re- specifically remember seeing. Uh, U.S. Navy SEALs with Charlie Sheen as the star uh, back, you know, for like an 80s movie. And I'm just like, that's what I got to do. And I was like, I was like 11. Um, music, I have a very eclectic music taste. I mean, growing up, I was actually really into, you know, Led Zeppelin and, and classic rock. The greatest rock band of all time, Led Zeppelin. It, 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 I think that's definitely, yeah. Uh, and But but uh, I listened to a lot of 90s rock, too, because, I'm you know, I'm a 90s teenager. And so uh, I actually ran into uh, Gavin Rosdale the other day. Got a picture with him. That's good. From Bush. Yeah, okay. Yes. And I, I'll, I'll talk to people in their 20s and they're like, <laughs> what? Who? Who cares? <laughs> I'm like, this was an iconic band in the 90s. And they're like, when? <laughs> Jeez. I'm, I'm not that old. Like, I, I'm, <laughs> no, you're I'm pretty, not. I'm really no, not. Trust me, I'm, I'm much older. Trust me, I'm yeah. much, much older. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, and so, I mean, 90, I mean, I will listen to anything from 90s rock to like EDM to, uh, to country to, I like Texas country a lot. It's a good Texas country. Uh, to like Colombian music because I spent my high school year right. in Bogota, Colombia. Fantastic. Dan Crenshaw has been our special guest. Dan, you've been a great uh, interview. Uh, good sport. Carbock Brewing has been our hospitable host right here in Houston, Texas. It's delightful for me to bring the show on the road. We like to do this whenever we can. We don't get as many opportunities as we like, but we're working on it, folks. We'll see you next week. New episodes of The Takeout are available Friday mornings wherever you get your podcasts. The Takeout is produced by Arden Farid, Jamie Benson, Sarah Cook, and Ellie Watson. CBSN production by Eric Susanen and Grace Seegers. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Takeout Podcast. That's at Takeout Podcast. And for more, visit TakeoutPodcast.com. The Takeout is a production of CBS News Radio. If you like the takeout, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say 
What is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.